1: Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun
0: Start. It is May 5th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan! I'm doing great. Just uh, ready for the weekend. Excited for a couple, uh, maybe like an afternoon and a day off before I dive back into the world of golf. Um, I don't know Boy. if the Wells Fargo lacks juice or, or if I'm just in a spot where I'm I'm lacking juice on the Wells Fargo, but that's where we're at.
1: Well, are you going to get into the juice on Cinco de Mayo, May fifth? I, I guess my I, I want to put out there. I wonder if the fireballs, well, the fireballs lean into the Cinco de Mayo content with Abe, answer, Carlos Ortiz, others in the fold. Do you think there will be a Cinco
0: de Mayo themed tweet from Live uh, on that? I think it depends on uh, on their social media manager. You know, That's true. It, the, how, they're big on the birthday uh, stuff. Well, they have been. They have some missed some too. And this seems like, you know, just gen, in general, a great opportunity to celebrate the fireballs. So we'll see. I think, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe the social media manager, you just reminded them. You know, maybe hey, they're a listener.
1: I want to put a call out there for uh, live related, for people, listeners to noodle on over the weekend with Live Oklahoma bearing down. I I reached out because I was going to do this on the podcast, but I reached out to Oklahoma expert resident Bunky Perkins on who's going to be the live Tulsa fringe athlete, celebrity washed up athlete that will, you know, you know, sort of uh, appear at, at the event and kind of be used as a prop for live social uh you know, assets and things like that, as Scottie Pippen was for uh, Dick Harvest Farms and, you know, Big Poppy was and and Liv uh, Bolton or wherever that was, the International. Um, And Bunky suggested a few. So so I want to get some submissions from the listeners over the weekend for next week. Bunky said, Bryant Big Country Reeves would be just fabulous. I love that.
0: I just was, you know, I, I will... Will was listening off some uh, NCAA legends, or some we were we were on a car ride and we started talking about the Vancouver slash Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, and he dove into the uh, the Vancouver Grizzlies, the great okay. players. You know, Is he and, too young to like really remember this. Yeah, he doesn't What's remember that? anything. Uh, okay. And he was like, "Oh, it makes sense. Why?" Yeah, Will doesn't know anything. He's too young. It's uh. <laughs> He did he yeah. just recently watched uh watched uh what's the what was the movie that he didn't Ray Finkel. Ace Tura, Ace right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh but he didn't know you know, he didn't know that the Vancouver Grizzlies existed. Oh he was God. like, Well well that makes sense why they're the Memphis Grizzlies.
1: Oh and then Brian, he then yeah, he got right. into
0: Bright Big Country Reeves and, and he was like that sounds like an interesting guy. He was a force oh. in college. Remember that Oklahoma Final State four. team? Of course. With the
1: shorts that was that was like a big part of my childhood. That's when I first like became sort of you know familiar with the Oklahoma State in general. Those that, Big Country Reeves.
0: That was right in between um like the Arkansas teams and then the the late 90s north carolina teams yes yeah yep
1: are we gonna that have kind to update in that
0: uconn era with uh with ray allen carrie kittles was right around then with villanova what a, yeah just kentucky, a golden golden kentucky
1: age teams some of those like ron mercer early yeah ron mercer derek anderson some of those teams i think was was around that area danny Fortson. mcguire Cincinnati.
0: mcguire danny, was the big guy at uh kentucky danny yep. Fortson. yeah that was a great one
1: that was a good one um uh, So he's, I think we're going to have to update Will on why the Jazz are called the Utah Jazz, the Lakers are the Los Angeles Lakers. Are you going to have to kind of also clue him in on that? I mean, I wasn't around for the New Orleans Jazz or Minnesota Lakers, but I I did kind of put it together eventually. But I I guess like, you know, Memphis Grizzlies, you know, maybe there are Grizzlies.
0: Maybe we need to enroll uh, Will in like a uh, a pop culture class where he just goes and and learns all about the 90s.
1: Uh, all right, Bunky, Rick Country Reeves, Jason White, <laughs> Heisman winner. I think he was a Heisman winner, Marcus Dupree, Brandon Whedon,
0: a former Friday egg event attendant. No, I, yeah, I, you, I don't you, think you know, I, I don't think that's gonna happen. I hope not. Steve Largent,
1: who I just I only thought was a Seattle Seahawk. I'm dating myself there. I didn't know he was I forgot he's affiliated with Oklahoma. The Boz. Seems definitely possible. Buzz has to be number <laughs> yeah.
0: one on the list. That's yes. where I was going to yes. go as my yes. number one. I could see Brett Venables being all about live too. Why?
1: Just a base attempt
0: to what? Win I just over... I just could see it. I could see it just based off of the whole aesthetic his nike bullshit with the hat the yellow hat that he wears the you know i just could see (laughs) him being a live boy i i don't know why i have no basis for this other than just a gut reaction brent venables just like jumped off the page when you when you said this this is it was like the first person i thought of
1: mike gundy seems more
0: appropriate for that maybe both of them will be out there
1: yeah uh jim ross the wrestling announcer barry switzer and then uh last but not least taylor griffin blake griffin's brother which i forgot about him He's kind of like uh like very similar i think they both what about Oklahoma what
0: about same. trey young what if they brought trey young back oh, yeah yeah could be trey young could be trey young
1: um so buddy healed the they brought one. trey
0: young and buddy healed back
1: Opportunities are endless, I think. So it's a fun game we're going to start doing with every live stop.
0: Is, is Tulsa more Oklahoma State territory I was or Oklahoma? That. I think it's more Oklahoma. Okay. I'm not positive, that's, though. That's,
1: I mean, I think generally more areas are Oklahoma because I don't know. It's just a more. It's the, I'm not suggesting Oklahoma State's without fans. They're both very prominent. But I think Oklahoma's got the larger share.
0: Maybe it'll just be a big Oklahoma State gathering. You know, with uh C H three and, and yeah. uh Talore. Talore well, Talore's Oklahoma. Right? No, he's or not no, Oklahoma he's State. Oki yeah, State. he was Oklahoma State. Yeah. That, Oklahoma. how are they not all on a team together? And uh and Matt Wolf. How is that they're not an Oklahoma State team? Chicara. Yeah, Same,
1: right. Straight out the straight out of Okie State. So hey, I wrote about the Talore Uproar. The Talore Uproar for uh the newsletter. I guess I hadn't caught up on that. I just I mean, nobody looks good in that whole thing. I think I think USJ comes off a little sort of sneaky changing the, the subtly changing the exemption to very clearly remove Taylor Gooch's path. Um I think it just doesn't look great for them. It's just it's not worth it. It's to lore it's one of one fifty six and it's Taylor Gooch. And so I think in Mike Kwan's quotes didn't come off too. Uh, this came off a little disingenuous. Um and then like tiller Gooch is like just looking for a reason
0: to be aggrieved and shouting about it. <laughs> he loves and, doing that. He just loves yelling. And he's saying he's not gonna qualify.
1: And it's like I think that's complete chicken shit. Like I yeah, I get it. if they did you dirty, you're mad about it, but then like you're just not gonna qualify because well he tweeted something like they don't want me there, so I'm not gonna go. I mean, try to qualify or play some of the best golf of your life in the last couple, few years. Just go, you, you, you very well likely could get out of sectionals. Go play and don't take your ball and go home. And now it's just given Phil. My favorite part And the whole thing is Phil is just, Phil, the, the days of Phil being chastened and just not on Twitter and not talking are, are long gone. He suggested that this was a plot. You know he's at the bulletin board with his strain, connecting the dots with pictures of Jay Monahan and Mike Wan and all the others. That Monahan and the tour needs to uh, Wan needs Monahan and the tour support for the rollback. So this, again, we're talking about Taylor Gooch as a linchpin of this entire I, plot. I love. Reason I to love the Tin Hat theory from Monahan for the rollback. By blocking Tiller Gooch into Los Angeles Country Club for a single year, one of one fifty-six, and that's Phil Mickelson's working theory on Twitter. So, just an interesting uproar all around. I don't think anybody looks particularly great. So, I, I caught myself up on that after vacation.
0: I'd love to have a conspiracy theory golf conspiracy theory um, session with Phil because this is oh. this is at the top of the top of the list here that Tillor Gooch is. Uh, his- Juan
1: is getting monahan support for the rollback. <laughs> that's that's how it's all connected. Kind of amazing.
0: Uh that's our tour Gooch. Seems like uphill, uh uphill the the tour supports an uphill battle for the USGA from what yeah. I've glean the last couple of days. Uh it was uh it's uh you know, there are Ricky. there are a number of uh a number of organizations that are that are trying to be counterproductive with the uh with the ball rollback with spreading, you know, the the sky is falling type uh maybe you could call it propaganda.
1: Do you are you care to get into more specifics on that or what? I mean I see Ricky Fowler's quote out there said everyone is against it. <laughs> everyone? Which I don't know. I mean, maybe he's referring to certain group, a limited group of friends or, or people he knows, but I, I, I don't know. It's It does seem like that. That's mu- the waters are being muddied, as we expected.
0: Well, I mean, I think I... I, I don't know if I've mentioned this on this podcast, but I do re- recall that Titleist was putting uh, opt-outs if there's a rollback in these professionals' sponsorship agreements. Yeah. So, right. you know, they could void contracts. And it's like, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Hey, hey guy! You're gonna lose like uh a couple hundred thousand dollars a year if if an endorsement if this rollback happens or we could even the threat of we could yeah i mean yeah. It's, it's, everybody's gonna fall on the line. It's just insane. I mean one of the things that Titles has done they've done you know you have to admire it from a business standpoint of how they've you know really layered in protection. Um, you know, that's probably why Charlie Hoffman's such a fan. He feels protected under the the Titleist umbrella. But you know, stuff that Titleist does that, that like people don't know is obviously they have the opt out and the pro contracts. They obviously sponsor the most. I think they do. I, I'm fairly certain this is they sponsor the most tour pros. Um, yeah. Then the oh, other the thing, PGA
1: tour leaderboard there every every week where it's of their Titleist guy, their name. And it's always very prominent. They have a lot of players.
0: Yeah. World. So, like, they they financially tie themselves to tour pros, but then furthermore, at the club level, they yeah. do a pension program with PGA pros. So, if I carry X amount, uh, if my my shop like if I only carry Titleist golf balls, they contribute a. They have a pension program, like, and it the amount of contribution varies based off of how much other brands that you carry in terms of golf balls. So, and in order to get Scotty Cameron's, you have to carry the Titleist golf ball. You might, you know, there are different things with that, but they have a pension program. And obviously like at every club, like members come up, Hey, what do you think about the MLR ball? And like this guy, you know, Titleist is, contributing to my pension program. Like I like Titleist, I'm going to side with them. Like they 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 have these influential figures in golf, they pay all of them. And so it's just this they have like this army of influence that and now I sound like Phil right now talking about this. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but they have this army of influence and they're they're pushing, I mean they they want it to stay status quo. I was talking with a titleless person who told me, "Andy, you should want nothing to change. You're in the best spot you could possibly be." And I'm like, "How how, how can you explain that?" You know, like how could I possibly, you know? Yeah. And, and it's uh it's interesting. They, they you know, this is they they've dug in on their stance. They have a, a lot of influence and I think like other Manufacturers, TaylorMade, clearly, I don't think really wants it. They feel like they've made leaps and bounds that have caught up to, to Titleist Ball more so than they ever have in recent years. So they don't want a reshuffling of the decks and start over and have to like work against it. You know, maybe this is all... This can explain the ploy of uh, of a, of an outfit PXG. Maybe this is why Bob Parsons got in the ball game. He sees the disruption coming, and he has entered the fray, and that's why we got PXG golf balls out there now.
1: I think he just wants to shout "Kaboom" a little more, There's something more to advertise about. <laughs> By the way, as we talk about these tightship programs uh, announced today, I believe Acushnet Holdings dropped its Q1 financial results. Um, Q1 net sales topped $606 million. Q1 net sales, 13.2% increase over last year. Net profit is 93 million, up 15.2% over Q1 last year. So they're doing well. They're very good at making good products and very good at uh, business and uh,
0: marketing, certainly. Um, yeah. And, so um, I don't know. It's just it's a, a It's a fascinating thing. I, I, um, I don't know. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's obviously an undercurrent behind uh, undercurrent in everything every discussion in golf I think Phil's not wrong right that this is an undercurrent in every discussion between the five families between you know like there is I, I you know I don't think Talor was necessarily made but it's a it's a val yeah. it's actually like a relevant thing to bring up when you talk about all the ways that these organizations are interacting pushing back moving the the the, the rollback yeah, yeah. because Certainly. i think yeah. what's what's fascinating is like they had this this galvanizing moment right where covid mm-hmm. everybody came together everybody's working so closely together live in a way they've been working seems like together against don't want to say that in the legal sense but <laughs> but it seems like um, there's there's been quite a bit of uh, co- uh collusion discussion um in a way and um i mean this is the first thing that really rocks that boat right and i think that uh i don't know it It, it just i think that something has to happen where these guys uh, people go out and play with the ball yeah and realize that the sky is not falling it's not
1: they're not having their livelihoods taken away from them or yeah um yeah it's definitely it's a it's a massive undercurrent as you put it um yeah i guess phil phil connecting the dots in relation to taylor gooch i thought was a bit far step far but he he sees it's not like he doesn't see the moving pieces um all right. Related to that, other news, or do we need to do anything? We're recording early here on Thursday. Um, I don't know. Quail Hollow's just sort of—it's whatever. Midway through Sunday, Streals is Thursday. Streals along with the Husky Boy, Taylor Moore. They're they're in early with sixty sixes. Rory immediately like just like tailor Made for Quail. Not to no pun intended. Although, did you see he's playing Taylor Made wedges now? That took six or seven months. His work with them and their and what they were termed I think on com as Frankenstein style wedges because they got a little bit of this a little bit of that some Nike wedges he likes some Vokey wedges characteristics and a little bit of tailor-made that he worked with the team over there for 7 months cuz he's been playing Vokey wedges so you know well, I'm sure that's available to everyone yeah, this process. is
0: this is the thing I I'm sure I'm I'm going to Club Champion uh, in 10 days or so Oh, you got
1: it. Are you on the books for an appointment?
0: Yeah, I am. Right. I'm on the books. I can't wait. I'll put up some social content around it. I'm sure we're going to set some records. I got to bring my my full bag in for it. Okay. Um, but uh but yeah, so I'm going in. I'm sure that if I ask, I'll be able to get that type of treatment that Rory got.
1: Frankenstein wedges. Yeah.
0: I I think we'll we'll be able to contract a uh, contact a uh one of the equipment companies who will be willing to do some design work with me. I, I personally have really grown to love the uh, characteristics characteristics of my 1970 uh, Wilson okay. Staff sand wedge. And I would like to see some of that brought into my wedges, uh, my modern uh, ones that I'm going to get.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you can get that done. Any consumer can get that done wherever they get their clubs. So cl- their their club, ch- club champion, dicks, whatever it may be. Um all right, I don't have anything else on Quill Hollow. Do you? Streelman? So, I mean, this was sort of a... The early leaderboard was, was was not inspiring, but, you know, it's Thursday morning. It's not really a big deal. Uh, Patrick Cantley's right back on the horse with Joey LaCava. He's shot a 67. Um, and I would be... It's just... I'd be shocked if Roy doesn't play well. He's I think he's top-tended here every time. So, um, that's it for your not even first round update Aquill hollow i got other find news this, i gotta
0: find this text um i'll i'll come i had a i had some uh, just a text that made me laugh out loud from from a, from a listener that was on the ground all right where a
1: quail hollow we had a tw- someone tweeted us that they were following the Kevin Tway and James Hahn group. it's like, how bad of a sickness do I have? I was like, ah, that's that's pretty bad, man. That's pretty bad if you're out there following Gaines and Hahn. But uh when you've got a, a designated event. But go ahead, what's your test? All
0: right. So if, if somebody took offense to me calling Quill Hollow an, an above an above average PGA tour course. So and, cannot possibly be a worse course in this country then quail hollow
1: whoa spicy
0: it's rich harvest farms with an extra 30 million dollars jeez i was there monday and tuesday this week i wouldn't play there if my option was a free round of golf or staying home in the office
1: you're gonna get some emails from. we're gonna get some notes from angry quail hollow this was
0: not my take all right i know
1: i know but you're you're giving it a Megaphone. Okay,
0: <laughs> this is just—I just wanted to just submit this in. and so, I would rather stay home
1: than a free round at
0: Quail Hollow. I think that's a little extreme. I mean, I think you know, it's probably a fine day. Any
1: day playing golf is better than not. I would suggest maybe. It maybe seems not, like
0: a, from everything I've read, it's in excellent shape too. So you could put yeah. off some greens because they're probably a little too <laughs> fast and. uh you know, you well, can they're enjoy the- them. They're I am taking bet-
1: them all out next as soon as this is over. That they, they got to get a better <laughs> strain of grass in there. But.
0: I bet it's got some good comfort stations too. That's the other thing. I, I, I might be in it for the halfway house experience.
1: Pro Shop seems to do a great business. That oh, logo yeah. is everywhere when you're walking around, and just yeah, a lot of people fly that flag.
0: There are um, so many regional logos, right? So if you're, you know, you're in the Mid Atlantic, if you see Caves Valley, Caves Valley, the CV, <laughs> everybody wears that. In the Southeast, it's Quail Quail Hollow is just Big so one. prevalent. A lot of Kiowa people have been to
1: Kiowa. You see that tree in a lot of places.
0: On the West Coast, obviously you got you got Pebble, but Bandon is really big. You know, you see sure. lots of lots of puffins around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do we have a Midwest
1: one? I'm trying to think of like what would fly. Is Sand Valley kind of getting breaking into that, or where? I'm not? Yes, sure I mean place- Sand
0: Valley is pretty popular. I mean, I would probably, you know, if you're Medina, obviously big one lots of outings at medina like insane they have an insane outing business like nuts well like chicago corporate scene monday outing so you get medina all over the place you also butler national is a big one (laughs) even though it's like a 1970s clip art it's just a horrendous (laughs) logo the other one whistling straight that's a big one
1: that, that
0: is a good one. So that's that. That's your Cole Midwest. Yeah. What I well, wonder I what Texas is. Texas has got to be, you know, the mm. trendy ones. Trinity Forest. TF. You get a lot of TF um, out there.
1: See a lot of that. There, I don't know. You go. We go to these events, and you just kind of walk around enough. You see, you see kind of some repetition in some of them.
0: Big one down in in at Augusta. I noticed a hoopie. It's like it's because everybody's wearing like their best polo to to Augusta, like the one they want to brag the most about. I felt Last like a hoopy was there.
1: Yeah, a lot of cypress too. You see in one spot. Most cypress you might see in one spot outside of you know Monterey for a weekend. Uh, but yeah, a lot of onion boys uh down in uh uh Augusta. Well, that's a good little maybe that's a I don't know. Regional logos.
0: That's a good one. I mean Arizona it, the ones that whisper rock is like the aspirational one, right? Sure. But then you get sure. you get a lot of like Quintero, that stuff. I'm gonna um, get
1: some I'm gonna get some pushback on Caves Valley uh eclipse in Congo for the for the mid Atlantic. Your neighborhood can, you're gonna get pops in your neighborhood?
0: Go. I mean mark.
1: there's just a lot of members. I mean Caves Valley people like I think they just roll out of bed in their logo and they just it's on three sixty-five. But yeah, there's there's that's a fun game. It's no casting, no aspersions about any of this. Just trying to, you know, think about what you see most out there. Um all right. Uh I don't know what else we have. News. The uh Euros officially resign from the I saw DP that. World Tour uh Polter Sergio Lee Westwood Westy just not very good with words you know i know well, <laughs> Kevin he's Van Valkenberg never written a book oh, never, never written, wrote read a book uh, never written much less read a book Kevin Van Valkenberg uh uh enjoys resurfacing that he said that in an interview somewhere that he's never read a book so uh, written's a much higher bar i'm sorry but not good with words he says i don't want to play under that sort of regime which is just an interesting choice of words given where he now Um, plays, and I think he's referring to a uh, European tour that's too in bed with the PGA tour. Uh, I get that they're like upset about stuff, right? These guys have been, and Rory called it a shame today, these guys have been the fabric of the Ryder Cup. Um, Are they bigger than the Ryder Cup? I don't think so. Uh, The Ryder Cup's not going to just become a shit event because Westy Sergio Poulter are unavailable uh, to play this year, or I guess captain uh, is what they probably are more in line with now at this point in their career. But like, I it's like, it's not good for anybody involved that this is that they're no longer the doors closed on them being involved with the event. And, but it's, it's very obvious that this is what, And there's quotes from some of them on the record. Like, we knew what this could do when we left. We know the consequences of some of these decisions we've made to go play on certain circuits. And here we are. They officially resigned. And I don't know. Some are characterizing as they've turned their back on the Ryder Cup by doing so. But uh, I just don't think, again, that they can feel aggrieved and holler about it. And Westy's not particularly great (laughs) with his choice of words about playing under certain regimes. So
0: I got a question for you. Yeah. Does this open the door for a, a Jamie Donaldson captainship?
1: It's always interesting when you say, I got a question for you when you
0: Paul, lead something. Paul, uh, could Paul Lowry be a captain? Could. Bill Fulke. What about Folke. a. Pierre Folke?
1: Isn't that his name? Not what Philip. What, what Folke. about a
0: Victor Dubuisson?
1: Man, that would be a mercurial. The mercurial Dubaisan, <laughs> Who
0: knows where that goes? Like, I mean, is there any communication with anybody? Um, I think I think that they should have... Uh, we should get a Nick Colsart's captaincy in America would be electric. Why? Because he
1: doesn't want to eat the Caesar salads and all that? Yeah. Report, yeah.
0: Brings some real, some real animosity and takes to the table about you know what are what are some upcoming Ryder Cup venues? Where might he fit Beth in Page. best? Beth <laughs> Page would not be. No, there's too I... much culture in in New York for for him. We need to go if if we could get. I mean, Whistling Street, Street, right? He's Hazel coming team up again. Send him up to to Minneapolis, where you know. They're still probably a little bit, but I don't want to besmirch. Yeah, and you're you, getting you you're going to Minnesota, and it feels here. like you step back in time a little bit. The same can be said about Wisconsin. You know, you go up there, and it's like you know, you, you, you go into some places, the furnishings are still stuck in oh the '80s. God. You're pretentious, Chicago, MF for right now, just <laughs> popping the your other
1: Midwestern neighbors. Yeah, um, well,
0: there are there are the NFC North rivals of you know maybe. There's a lot of Detroit Lions love, but the Bears could be a sneaky division NFC North title title contender this year.
1: The worst record in the NFL last year.
0: They were they were not the worst. But they team, lost though.
1: every game by whatever. Yeah, six they were. Points the
0: NFL. thing that everybody's forgetting they were not the worst team. They were in almost every game. They had very few blowouts. I don't think there's ever been a the worst record in the NFL team played in more close games than the Bears did last year they also like kind of beat up a couple teams too like their wins were mm-hmm. they, they beat the 49ers in a monsoon I don't think yeah. that really counts as a win but they beat uh they beat up on the Patriots they
1: that's right. I lost the survivor pool on that that Monday night game. That was a yeah. disaster.
0: So, they killed them. They. they
1: right. I know. Not competitive.
0: Um, uh, we are all so,
1: over the place on this. Listen. Logos, high lists. We got all sorts of bears. What? Bears they're are coming. Anna-
0: okay. This is a gambling pod. I think they're worth a flyer on those NFC North odds. Nobody's going to believe in them, but that team. Is not as bad. They they fielded a horrendous roster last year. They were tanking.
1: Yeah, how happy are you going to be if Jordan Love is just atrocious? I mean, the Packers could they be?
0: In, Did we in- talk about this yet? Have we talked no. about it? I, no? I love I love the attitude of Packer fans. They are they might be the most delusional fan base in the world. They're just like they're like, oh, we're so happy Aaron Rodgers is leaving. And I understand why. It's been literally 30 years of generational quarterback play. They've not had even below, uh, like, an even above average quarterback ever in in most of their fans' lifetimes. They've like just had generational quarterback play, and they do not. I mean, you're a Browns fan. I'm a Bears fan, right? Average quarterback play is not fun, and it's time like to see Aaron
1: Rodgers go. Yeah, yeah, I know like, he got tired They're excited. Oh,
0: field. he's just he's exhausting. It's well, you know what? <laughs> Try not having a Hall of Fame quarterback <laughs> for your entire lifetime. <laughs>
1: Like, so that'll be interesting to watch the back of Jordan Love. Uh, yeah, that I mean might he look.
0: might end up being great, and that yeah. like you know, listen, like as a as a Bears fan, I'm kind of wired to believe that like he's probably gonna be really good, just because that's what happens. The Packers always have great quarterbacks, and but like the reality is, the percentages are if he's average. I mean, Packer fans have a a just a. A harsh reality of what average quarterback play looks like in the NFL that they might have to come to grips with and realize that you shouldn't be waving Aaron Rodgers, you know, packing his bags for him to to New York.
1: Uh, so not so average quarterback play. The next match details are announced. It's Patrick oh, wow. Mahomes. Mahomes, Kelsey versus Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. So um, so I think it's a 12-hole deal at the win. So Do you think I could like get
0: on the-, the bag for the Warriors guys?
1: Loop it, double bag it. Oh, they got to do the carts with all the branding and the you know foundations and all that stuff. So, yeah, why would you want to do that? You're a Kings fan.
0: Well, I know now I could jump on the Warriors bandwagon. Maybe they're they're playing LeBron now that they're it's, now that I mean, they playing LeBron. I'm I'm so so in on the uh, Warriors. Uh, uh there's like this. There's like
1: continuing Sports Minute. There's this absurd like sort of proposition that Steph could like pass LeBron for some reason, like Stephen A is shouting out. Four, four and one, he'd go four evidence. and
0: one and head to head. As if like, like everybody
1: hasn't been heard around LeBron every time What are you played. talking about? LeBron this the, was the finals he, MVP in he's 2015. He's jumping around. They gave it to Iguodala as like a charity case. It's But Steph was awful in that, but somehow he's beat LeBron head to head. Steph was not good in 2015. 2016, we all know what happened. We know it. then Durant comes aboard. Like, what are we talking about here? This rewriting, <laughs> this nonsense. And now he's playing on one foot with plantar fasciitis. And, you know, he's got freaking Dennis Schroeder
0: chucking it from left and right. Like, he's got this, Reeves, though. That guy's that guy's all sudden all timer. This is not to denigrate Steph Curry. Is
1: amazing and so fun to watch. And, and like, I, he's great, an all timer, a legend, clutch, everything. But like we're trying to frame this head to head thing as if it's been sort of even footing or even anything it's just forgetting history and what it's been like and
0: reducing it. So can, can I right. can I can I just add one thing to that? What? Just a little so we just don't get a, accused of being, you know, a biased LePron, LeBron Homer podcast. I want to avoid oh God, I, I,
1: I would never <laughs> think we would be accused of that. I, I want to rent.
0: avoid any yeah. such stigma that might carry this uh, this podcast and and you know I don't want it to be weighed down yeah. by that. LeBron's not without his faults. There's critiques you can pop them. I, I I I do not have any patience for the LeBron has terrible supporting cast argument. I don't, oh, he's I don't never had great.
1: I don't either. As someone who had to listen to it for the for for <laughs> decades. So
0: don't act like you know Steph with KD. Like LeBron went around and picked his teams. He's he's been he's been the most like. <coughs> so guess what? Steph rides it out thick or thin. He's he's a he's a somebody that I can I can point to and say I like this guy because he's he's a warrior. You know. I don't- that's now, a separate deal. LeBron I'm not just hitches that. his wagon. I wouldn't be surprised if he went back and re-hitched his wagon. Cleveland somehow fucked up what they got going on.
1: Yeah, yeah. They could end up with that. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm not, I'm not going to... That's a separate issue. But the whole like rewriting of this, like, Steph, well, I don't know, is he going to pass him, it, it is not up to speed. All right. All right. Uh, Golf new advice. match details. Oh, we, we got to do an ad read. Let's do an ad read. Our friends... <laughs> at Fat Cork, whether you're a LeBron fan, LeBron hater, a Packers fan, or Packer hater, one thing that brings us all together, Andy, unites us all, is a good bottle of bubbly. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's what I'm going with for this ad read. Uh, our friends at fatcork.com, they go out. They go to France. They go to Champagne. They find these independent, <clears throat> I don't know what the French term is, the guys who grow the grapes, they make the, the growers of
0: Champagne. And that's, they're small and independent. You know what they're it's like? They're like, the, war, they're like the Warriors. They go, they go find oh the prospects. Don't, don't,
1: that's analogies. Don't, don't,
0: they're homegrown. It's a homegrown situation. It's not, they don't just, you know, pluck here and there, you know, go, go team to team. They go they, find, they, they cultivate the relationships with the growers. It's a, uh, you know, it's more of a organic. Organic well, relationship. One with way the you can say they're not like the
1: Warriors, though, is by going hundreds of millions of dollars over the cap by cooking the books <laughs> and going into the tax by with all these, you know, end arounds because you get a reasonable, high quality champagne. And it's the Mother's Day package right now is $89. You go to fatquirk.com, you get a great bottle of champagne from uh, Brian who is a sicko shotgunner fan. He thinks, you know, this is a good way. You know, he's one of us of this community. He's not trying to sell you something that you're not going to be fulfilled by. He wants to help you with the Mother's Day gift idea. This is a good bottle of champagne. You get the the champagne sleeve to keep it cool. You get a, a cork stopper type deal you put on the top of it. If you're not going to go well it keeps
0: it. It, it, I've used this cuz it, it keeps the zip in that champagne you know one of the <laughs> things with the champagne <laughs> you you, you yeah. pop it open if it yeah. sits for a while sure. yeah I've even had it uh, I had I had opened a bottle up after like two nights in the fridge and it was still had that that nice bubbles to it
1: Yep. and it's at a reasonable enough price for a high quality, straight from the source uh champagne and friend of the program. Go to fatcork.com. Use the promo code Golf at checkout for free shipping, which uh that's knocks off a significant amount of cash, depending on where you're where you're having it shipped to. You get some good good money off that. So all right, that's our friends of Fat Cork. SGS golf advice. Why don't I uh why don't I jump into one here? Um I had a couple. Do you have one? Yeah, have I got one. one? one. Let, Go me, let me let me uh,
0: let me pull this up here. I got one right here. Christopher Nelson. Okay. When is it okay to refuse to let a solo play with you? <laughs> a couple of years ago, I played an early season round. I love this. This is from a few years ago. He's still thinking about it. This is still a moment that shook him played a co- uh played an early season round of golf at a 9-hole course in Chicago. It was almost empty. There was no starter and I was looking forward to getting out there by myself, listening to headphones, playing multiple ball- balls, etc. You know what, Chris? This is a type of golf that I like love and miss the most um in, yeah. in my life at this point. I love yep. to stay a uh, a nice 9 holes by yourself. You might call me antisocial. I really like that golf. (laughs) Right before I teed off, someone came up to the first tee and asked if he could join. I said no and explained that I wanted to just play the round alone and get some practice in. The guy was thoroughly offended and told me to F off. It's aggressive. I apologize. and said we could that play is. together. He said he didn't want to play with me anymore and proceeded to march down the first w- fairway to start oh, off on the second like tee. I you all were
1: better off this breakup <laughs> at this point. Early on. Figure it out.
0: <laughs> he then glared at me every time I got next uh, to the next green while he was on the next tee oh, box. Psycho. Needless to say, it was not the fun practice round I hoped for. <laughs> 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 it's the worst it's honestly the worst when you have like something like planned out you're really excited yeah. for and then just something kind of out of your control just sets it sets yep. it off and it, and it ruins you know um i've wondered since that day if i was in the wrong for saying no to someone wanting to join assuming the course is not busy and there's no starter grouping people together for efficiency sake is the proper thing to do always to say yes to the person who wants to join regardless of circumstances? Um.
1: No, I don't think uh, always. You're making this a very sort of uh black and white, black and white right? proposition. I think like there are certain circumstances and this sounded like one that was approaching it to say no. Um. Like you know, part of this is on this guy being a lunatic and staring at you at every green, <laughs> and like, 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 come on! He played. Don't let him ruin this like uh, potential for playing alone ever again. When you're asked like this, I just I I, I think you could, there's some flexibility, and you just hope the person on the other end is a little bit more reasonable, and you can explain some of the context of why you're saying no. Like like I thought you had a good context here. You had a good setup.
0: Um, I, I think one of my, my things would probably be maybe you struggled on delivery. I struggle with delivery a lot. Maybe you just said no, as opposed to being like, Hey man, I was, I was going to hit a bunch of different shots and and practice and, you know, it just wouldn't work with another person here. Right. Like it's really quiet. I wanted to just like mess around and I'm not going to be playing. And like, and then say, "Do you want to go off in front of me?" Like, maybe that's your solution. Is like, you get to the first tee, and it's like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a bunch of funky stuff. Why don't you go ahead of me?" Is the way to deliver this, right? Yep, yep. I like I've that. Met, but this does happen at the skill. club a lot. This happens at clubs all the time. Okay, uh, like, hey. I mean,
1: and then you're kind of then you, those are the, people you're going to see again. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like at least this guy. You'll if he, if you were at marivitz or one of the city courses, um, you'll never see them again in the rest of your <laughs> life. Which is the right. you know one beneficial thing. You know, it's like an yeah. airport interaction. You realize, hey, I'm never going to see this person again in my life, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, especially seems- with kids, that's the thing to always keep in mind with your kid on the plane. <laughs> I'm never right. going to see this person again. Right. It doesn't matter how they feel. Head down, I know- <laughs> <Yeah>. keep going, <laughs> follow ahead. Uh, say, semi-related
1: to that, just I found this uh, earlier while, and while you're talking about playing the Muni and pra- trying to get a practice round in. Uh, this one seems tailored for you. Uh, Brad, I'm trying to get back into competitive golf after taking some years off after a very underwhelming college golf career. My city has a few public parks courses. I'm a season pass holder. The one closest to me checks all the crappy muni boxes, shaggy, small greens, occasionally and haphazardly mown fairways and a small practice green and range. I love having a course close to my house. I'm a proud public player, but I'm stuck wondering if the conditions at my local muni are hindering my ability to practice and get better, wants to get back, you know, he wants to get back into competitive golf. Is this inadvisable that, that he's, he's, you know, not doing it properly here?
0: No. I mean, golf shots are golf shots, right? Yeah. Obviously, like, I think you can sometimes struggle with the pace and veracity of, of a good course. I think that's one of the, the hard things with shaggy munis, right? Going from that type of golf. Um, yeah. I mean, really know
1: of some high level amateurs, mid amps who play it, like, try to find places with thick, burly boy rough because they think it prepares them best.
0: I think, it's like, not, what, what I but. would say is, is maybe you know find like the the upscale public golf course with a nice practice facility and go there and hit shots around like i always like doing that it's like i wouldn't go play those places a good example is um in chicago like the glen club really good you know high upscale public golf course i would never go play there cuz i couldn't afford to play there right um but i would go practice there you know it's 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 uh in because I could go there and I'd I'd putt on really fast greens I'd I'd be chipping balls on on greens that are fast like there's thick rough like there's just like some things you can do so that's the way I would I would go about it is go practice like go work on speed control go go work on on chipping at a upscale public you don't have to go play there just go practice there um, that's the thing is. Where I would like to practice wasn't necessarily where I would like to play. Another place I loved going to practice was Cantini. Um, never, I I play I played a ton in tournaments, but never play play Cantini casually. But like I, you know, it, it's like it's expensive and and it's a it's a tough course. But like the practice facilities are, would get me ready for tournaments better than a you know maybe the the course that i played at more that was affordable right um yeah be smart with where you practice because you can spend money to go practice somewhere and and get that feel of playing the golf course and hitting the shots and get super be super creative with how you practice right try and go find like one of the things i see like the people do when they practice chipping like this is just like a you know an anecdote um Everybody always, like, fluffs up their lie when they drop in their rough. Like, I do, like, the opposite. I, like, step on it. Like, learn how to hit shots from shitty lies. Like, don't – like, I don't – that's one of the things I never understand when, when you watch people is, like, they practice they, – They you know, they go practice chipping, and they hit them all from perfect lies. It's like – like, the whole point – you know, one of my favorite drills is you just throw five balls in different spots and try and get them all up and down. And you, you know, you put play them from the lies that they, you know, they land and end up in. Don't fluff them up because, like, yeah. that's the art of of being really good around the greens is understanding the lie and how you have to hit the shot, how it's going to come out, how it's going to land and react when it's on the green. And the only way you get to learn that is if you play from really crappy lies a lot. It's like the same thing with putting out. Like if you have designs on playing competitive golf or if you just want to be a good club member when you play casual rounds put everything out don't take gimmies when you put everything out all the time it 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 makes putting everything out in competition much easier
1: we don't need a tony romo situation but yes you're right the putting out while minding your pace is probably the the bigger advice
0: here is don't (laughs) just hit practice pitch shots from different lies yeah yeah like everybody fluffs them up it's like you're being extremely counterproductive i don't think it's completely
1: pointless to go practice hit golf shots and play the test that's laid out before you now is it ideal like apples to apples comparison but go hit some golf shots even if it's it's a shitty muni you know you get some bad lies practice that too um all right we got several emails on starters like kind of uh, maniacal starters, and one was titled starters. A-hole starter. This is just a story. I don't see any question, but I think it's worth uh, <laughs> relaying. Um, his family vacation at this place, uh, this is from Dylan. His father-in-law always loves to play this course, even though the starters is a huge thorn in their side. Listed numerous times, the starters done certain things, so it's just not letting them tee off because it wasn't time, even though the course is empty. Then he dropped this nugget, which is right up our alley. This person's last name is Thomas, and he and his father-in-law told the starter that they, ate, they had the tea time at 8.20 for a twosome under Thomas. The starter refused to let them tee off because he said the tea time at 8.20 was reserved for a group with the last name Thomas <laughs> instead of Thomas. Thomas instead of Thomas. In fact, before he allowed them to tee off, he made them check with the clubhouse attendant to show that the spelling of their last name was correct. (laughs) It's insane, sounds fake, but true story. He doesn't listen to the pod, so when he told me this, I knew I had to send it in. A real-life Thomas Thomas situation from a sort of Iron Fist starter who apparently is a huge idiot and doesn't understand (laughs) how to pronounce Thomas or Thomas. And required these people to go back in and double check with the spelling of their name. that's a good story. I don't have any advice. I would tell that guy to go pound sand, but it sounds like he rules he has sort of rules with an iron fist over that uh over that we, course.
0: We need to have a conversation about starters just in general i think I think that the the way that the prototypical starter is like one of the biggest epidemics in golf. You get the
1: same one-liners. You get the stories. You get the like, like you don't
0: know your head from your ass kind of tone. Uh, You never played golf before. A great starter should be like a great ref. You shouldn't recognize them. I agree. They should. If you want more info, they they should be ready and willing to provide you more info. But it shouldn't just be like my favorite thing is like they'll ask you, "Have you ever been here before?" Yeah, I have. Then the, it, it's like so it doesn't it. matter. We're good. It doesn't matter that you said you have or if you said you <sighs> didn't, you're getting the same spiel.
1: Right. Right.
0: And you could be like, I've been here 50 times and you still get the same spiel and you it know, should be the complete <sighs> opposite. It should be like so laissez faire. Hey, this is what I need you to do. You got to keep the carts on the cart path. It's 90 degrees. Keep up with the group ahead of you. Have fun. If you got any other questions, let me know. I'm happy to tell you more. That's the that's how the general interaction should always be.
1: Not you know, not to typecast, but like it seems like starters, like certain kind of person volunt- you know, signs up to be a starter. It's true. It's very true. And, you know, they like to talk. Or that may be their you know they like live a life where that is like their primary social interaction at that point in their life and so they're like jordan pool from 40 feet when they get that <laughs> group up there they're gonna let it rip they're gonna let their chattiness their jokes their their one-liners go and they're gonna be as descriptive as possible so yes one of my of
0: favorite uh lines from a for pot we did this podcast uh with Al Jamison, who is responsible yeah. for a large part uh responsible for the cal the california Golf Club Cal club's renovation that like really Let's, changed changed their golf course. see the latest one,
1: golf digest top one hundred rankings out today I, I mean, mean this is the affirmation for life that they probably all needed. I guess it rocketed up, made some big jump. I didn't even look where, but i I saw it made a big golf jump. Di- Go golf ahead.
0: digest was different now they're just trying to become like all the other golf rankings.
1: I don't know how that all works. I don't pay attention.
0: So <laughs> I know. But yes, so Cal Club golf, made a big jump. Um, uh, but anyways, they, uh, but he, he said the best people to serve on committees at your golf club are the people that don't want to be on committees. So maybe the same is true for starters. The best, <laughs> the best starters would be the guys that are women that don't want to be starters.
1: Yeah. I have this email that's like. I got I got one on more starter. So maybe we'll do the starter one later. We've done a lot of starter talk. This is a very long email. But go ahead. What's one more you got?
0: Um All right, let me pull it up here. It's
1: about dogs. Okay, I like that. Good transition. The starter one's incredible. We'll save it for next Friday.
0: And this is from Andy. Um Okay. This past December, I rescued a golden retriever from a friend of a friend who got a puppy but couldn't care for it. Thank you, Andy. That's a that's a great thing you did it, there. I think yeah. rescuing dogs is, is a very uh, admirable thing. Um, as the Minnesota winter turns to spring, I'd love to get the dog out on the golf course with me this summer. However, I'm hesitant because he's only seven months old now and is still very much a puppy. On the other hand, dogs' lives are short. And I worry that if I don't get the golf course train, uh, if I don't golf course train a dog now, I'm never going to do it. What are your thoughts on on dogs at the golf course? Also provided a very cute pu- picture of this uh, golden oh, wow. retriever puppy. How about that? Good L- job. His name's Kinnick. Kinnick? Na- yes, yeah, named after the that that uh the oh. uh, offensive powerhouse Iowa football program. Oh, Kinnick. Kinnick. Kinnick, Kinnick Stadium, yeah. whatever. The, okay. Kinnick. okay, Kinnick,
1: Kinnick. <laughs> uh, I thought you were talking about the Knicks with the Kinnick. I, okay. Um, Knicks, I, what's the are Getting drubbed. I mean, it's one-one, but yeah, that wasn't uh, inspiring. You know, without Jimmy Butler. Really yeah. Bad. But um, what's he asking? Should dog? How do you like? What's how, your, uh, how should on, he
0: approach the dog? I mean. Get him out there. Get
1: him trained. Go to a place you know is dog friendly. Let him run. Let him go. Get him properly. Pick your spots. Right. Right. I mean, I guess if it's like a, yeah, it's like a competitive or a Sunday morning, like early morning game that's, the vibe is just different. Yeah. Pick your spots.
0: Yeah. But that's the I think, the key to dog. I, I have a dog I bring out on the golf course. Um I haven't in a while about a year since I have. But you got to pick your spots. You know, you can't you can't just bum rush the golf course with a dog, <laughs> right? Like this is a lot li- I I would I would <laughs> say that like you need to use the same type of um um discretion y- discretion is like, music on the golf course, right? Okay. It sure. needs to be the right group of people like you have to realize that you want to bring the dog, but everybody else needs to be okay with the dog, including the golf course, right? Now, dogs should be allowed at like every golf course, like in I agree. Scotland. I, I, yep. But in America, unfortunately, we have some, you know, people that don't think dogs should be out there. It's starters. pretty silly. So, angry starters, angry yeah. committee members, angry whatever. Yeah. Exactly. So so that that would be my 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 discretion just be be smart about it get the golf and and if the dog doesn't take well to the golf course if he's an absolute menace (laughs) then just don't bring the dog to the golf you gotta figure that out yes (laughs) or keep him on a leash
1: right uh all right i think that does it for this friday episode meandering a lot of topics covered uh Appreciate your support. Mother's Day, order that stuff for Mother's Day. Go to Fat Cork. I, you Mother's know what? Day is a week I, I away. I wish
0: I could be getting the Fat Cork for Mother's Day. <laughs> I, I'm. I need to get a Mother's Day gift because it would be just weekend. be like this
1: is the f- stuff your sponsor sent you, right? <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, I don't.
0: I don't get to use the Fat Quark. Don't get credit cork. for that. Yeah, yeah,
1: maybe I'll try it. We'll see. <laughs> um, all right, everyone, enjoy your weekends. Thank you for your continued support of the Shotgun Start. We'll be back with you on Monday.